Hey guys, welcome to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi, and today's movie is I Think I Do. According to Amazon, I Think I Do is about two college roommates who meet again five years later at their housemate's wedding, and the sparks start to fly as they try to navigate their new romance. It's not streaming anywhere, it's only available on disc, but if you search for I Think I Do movie on YouTube, you can find an extended trailer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it's the, what, 1997, I think I do, right? 97, yes. I believe? Okay. Yeah, um, what's funny is the description is talking about how it's these college friends who then grow up and blah, 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 but it feels kind of like a college movie all the way through. Um, and I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, a love movie specifically, but uh, there's definitely a lot of love stories going on. Some that are implied <laughs> and some not so much. I think. Um, but yeah, it's also, uh, I like the friendship part of this movie best, I think, versus like the love story. I think that this is similar to Empire Records in that the love stories are kind of off and on, sort of. Some work, some don't. But where it really shines is when the characters are interacting with each other on a friend level. Definitely. Yeah. Some of them are better friends than others, but I feel like there's not really any point where we see a lot of really horrible behavior within the friendships. Not really. It's just some overreactions. And that's about it. <laughs> well, it's a very dramatic movie. It's a rom-com, but it's also a drama rom-com. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of dramatic, do you want to just go ahead and start talking about Bob? What about Bob? Oh, huh, huh. Bob, I I want to start this with a small disclaimer, by the way. We know that Alexis Arquette transitioned after making this film, but her character Bob is a gay man, so we're going to try and respect the pronouns of both the actress and the character through this. Yeah. Um, And I'm strictly speaking about Bob here because I know nothing about the actress, but um, Bob is... I think I started off really liking Bob and wanting to see more of his story. And that lasted all of, what, about five minutes, I think. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, I'm kind of done with you. And uh, he was so whiny. Pretty much the whole way through. I liked Bob through the prologue. The Bob in the prologue, I wanted him to get his man. I wanted it to work for him. Mm -hmm. But the way he treated his current boyfriend, Sterling, Mm -hmm. was the worst. Like, he constantly would downplay Sterling's emotions. And granted, Sterling is a very emotional man, apparently. (laughs) But every time Sterling would try to have a real conversation about their relationship, he would immediately say he's being melodramatic like his character on his, the TV show that Sterling acts in and Bob writes for. Mm-hmm. And to constantly downplay your partner's emotions is so fucking sleazy. It and really it's like, is. okay, I want you to fail. I don't want you to have this man. Mm-hmm. Because he seems really nice and good. And granted, later we find out that he did have an affair once, and that <laughs> is not good. But he didn't know that, and he was still being a dick to this poor guy. Yeah, I, so I think the point that I stopped liking Bob, honestly, I wanted him to have uh, Brendan as well, because I just was like, yes, okay, this is perfect. But um, he, when they're doing their second play fight wrestle thing, uh, the one that's in the living room, the one that kind of ends everything of the college time period, um, he grabs Brendan's ass. And I feel like that's one of those moments where it's like, no, even if that's your best friend, even if you think maybe he might like you back, you don't do that, especially when you're surrounded by a bunch of other people. Because if that boy did want to come out and you grabbed his ass in private, then maybe. But you don't, like, what did he expect? You know what I mean? Like, I was just, I mean, he didn't deserve to be punched for it. Brendan overreacted a tiny bit there, but... I was so upset, and then they made it seem like it was Brendan's fault because he punched him, and I'm like, well, okay, but you don't just grab someone's ass without, 
you know, their permission. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to disagree with you there. He absolutely deserved to get punched. You do not grope someone without their permission ever. Yeah. Like, I just everybody mean maybe. Everybody would have been absolutely okay with the punch if Bob had been a straight man and and Brendan had been a woman True. and there had been a punch, everyone would have been like, yeah, do it, sis. But yeah. because it was a guy, all of a sudden it was like, oh no, but he's so sad and he has a crush on you. Having a crush on someone it does not give you free access to their body. Even no. if it's a guy, even if you're the gay guy, even if you're the bottom. Yeah, and I agree that some sort of um, reaction would have been, like, okay, if he shoved him off or something like that, I or off I guess I don't I don't think he could have shoved him off I believe Brendan was on top but um point is if he had shoved him away I would have thought that was a more okay I mean I'm not mad at him for punching him I just mean that was a bit extreme but yeah, then I don't well, like violence it would, have, so. it would have been nicer had he not punched him but yeah. it's also not okay it's not excusable to be like oh well, yeah, I groped a guy without his permission, yeah. but I had a crush on him, so that's fine. It's so fine. it makes it better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's basically when I stopped liking Bob, and then I agree with you. Once we get to know Sterling, and he just wants to love Bob and marry him and start a family with him and just be forever happy, and he, Bob is such a jerk the whole time, and I mean, yeah, I don't like that Sterling cheated but at the end I guess they both did so they were both equally wrong but um it's just so awful the way he treats him because I don't believe that Bob ever actually wanted to be with Sterling or loved him or cared about him in any way I think it was just like well this you know famous gay boy likes me and wants to be with me and I want to be with somebody so I guess I'm just going to be with him especially because you know I haven't seen Brendan in years so I'm moving on look at me move on you know except the second he hears that Brendan's name it's just like wait what Brendan's gonna be there and then he immediately starts picking fights with this guy yep. that he's actually seeing because mm-hmm. he wants a justification to pull away yeah and- the thing about it is Sterling is great about everything, so it doesn't even give him that justification. Yeah. Which I like. I didn't want it to be that they made Sterling the villain in some way so that we could be free to be invested in Bob and Brendan. Yeah, and I had times where I was just like, okay, Sterling, I've had enough of you, but um, I still loved him. I didn't, like, hate him for it. It was just... He was really, really, really emotional and sensitive and dramatic a little bit. But um, I felt like I felt like what it was was that Sterling and Bob may have been happy when they were away from all of Bob's friends. But the second they're around them, Bob, like, wants to go back to the way his life was when he was in college. He wants to go out and party. He wants to hang out with his friends all the time. He wants to stay up all night and blah, blah, blah. But I don't believe that that's what their lives were together necessarily um, when they weren't near his friends, you know? So I feel like he just was like, oh, but my boyfriend's so old and he goes to sleep early and I can't have any fun and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you were doing fine this whole time. You were dating him before your friends were around. So clearly it's not because of Sterling. It's because your emotions for Brendan have never like gone away. Well, that's a funny thing about this movie. All these people seem to have grown up outside of it and they keep saying don't confuse college for real life don't keep reliving college and all they're doing this entire weekend is reliving college absolutely yeah every single one of them is getting back into who they had a crush on in college and how they acted in college and being immature and like this isn't your lives now but that actually does happen though when you get around people that you were friends with in college or in high school then you start reverting back to your personality that you were in those years and it's not who you are now, but that's who you were with these people. Yeah. And it's probably really easy to fall back into old habits when that happens. But can I just say the funniest thing to me is that uh, you were saying like all these people are falling back into like, oh, I had a crush on you and you had a crush on that person and blah, blah, blah. And I think the only person that didn't do that and therefore in that way was the most grown up was Eric. He didn't go, oh, it's like we're in college again and I want to be with, um, what's her name, with Beth, you know, like they had fun together, but I would like, 
I thought it was funny because he was like, no, that's not what this is. I want to go out and get laid. That's that's it. That's all I care about right now. Uh, the movie did imply by the end that he liked her and that they were going to do something about it. But I don't know. I feel like that's like a, oh, we should definitely have lunch together. I'll call you. And then you don't because you didn't mean it. I thought, are you talking about the scene when they're sitting on the bed after everybody has found out about the whole Bob Brendan thing? Um, and they're like sitting on the bed and talking about, oh, did you have fun last night? Yeah, did you? Whatever that whole thing. Is that the part you're talking about that it no. seemed like? Oh, which part? Because I didn't get driving, that feeling. When they're driving, uh, when he is driving Sarah oh, that's right. and Beth home and they're cuddling on top of the car and giggling together. Yeah. I think they're trying to imply that maybe they're kind of dating or something, but they never write out say it. But I think it's more of a good intentions, but bad follow through sort of thing. These mm. don't seem like the kind of people that are going to go, oh, well, I live in Boston and you live, I don't remember where Beth lives. <laughs> Let's try a long distance relationship. They're both bloody and I'm not looking down on them for it. Like, it's fine to like sex, but they like sex too much to be like, I'll call you and we'll visit on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought when they, I think the start of that whole thing of like, maybe they're going to be together or whatever thing was that, that scene that I'm talking about where they're sitting on the bed and talking. And um, I really, really liked that because in my head, and this is probably why I didn't think about it um, when it was the car scene and stuff. um, I thought it was Eric's attempt at, look, I know things got weird, but like we're such good friends and I know that like he loves her you know you can see that but in the way that he treats her um and I felt like I felt like it was more like okay we're friends and forget everything in the past let's just go back to being friends and not make things weird between us because she had kind of made things weird between them so in my head they were just like we're gonna be buddies and forget every awkward thing that has happened now (laughs) But maybe I didn't that way. Together. He was very jealous over her and Don or Dan, the photographer. I didn't get that feeling either. Because <laughs> when they were standing outside and she was like, oh, can we give Don or Dan a ride home? He was he I know he said something like, where's your where, what happened to your car or whatever. But to me, it felt like it was like, I want to get this girl off of me and I don't want to add more people to this group right now because things are already freaking weird, you know? Well, I don't know, while, but I don't know. While they were <laughs> dancing, he would not stop glaring at the two of them dirty dancing together. And every time one of the pairs, him and Celia versus Beth and Dan or Don, uh-huh did something the other pair would one-up it just so the other person would have to see them doing it i feel like i have to go back and watch those scenes again because i must have missed something (laughs) maybe i just didn't pay close enough attention because in my head it was just like oh they're buddies and honestly that was one of my favorite things was their friendship and i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend like they didn't try to do a romance thing because it would have just ruined what they already had which i thought was really cute yeah, the friendships were all in general really cute. I loved both Carol and Beth giving Bob advice. I love that Eric was Brendan's confidant. And yeah. then he was the one who was just like, really, did you sleep together? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I've totally known this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually also really liked the friendship between Sarah and Beth. Um, when Sarah's freaking out and stuff and Beth sits down in the car with her and kind of just gives her a pep talk and makes her feel better that was really cool the way they did that too because it was constantly like they're friends but are they really friends thing for me because they didn't ever really do much for each other aside from they were always together you know um but that moment was really I don't know it really like laid out their friendship for me and I was like oh okay cool they're really good friends actually in reality (laughs) well I think that's the kind of friendship that you make in high school or college where it's like I have nothing in common with this person but we're cool Mm -hmm. and maybe if they had met when they were 25 or 30 it would have just been like oh my god I hate you so much yeah but they had that history so it's like no I still love you I don't want to meet your Republican friends and I don't want to know what you did last night or who you did it with. <laughs> yeah. But I love you. 
Yeah. And, and that was great that they didn't, none of them ever seemed to be like judgmental of each other with one exception, which I'll get into later. But as far as like the friends went, they were so different from one another, all of them. And yet they all just loved each other no matter what. I know. It was great. Um, I'm, I'm holding off on talking about the bride and groom. Um, <laughs> and there is one thing I will say, actually, I said I'll bring it up later, but I really, really disliked Sarah's reaction to finding out or to everything having to do with like the gay people in her life. Um, I get not wanting to go to a club at all. That would be a different thing. But I didn't get the feeling that Sarah was upset that they'd be going to a club. It was that it was going to be a gay club and she didn't want to go there. And I, on one hand, I would understand it if it was like, oh, because I want to meet someone. So if we go to a gay club, I'm not going to get to meet anybody. There's not going to be any straight men there, you know. Um, But she was on Brendan's dick the whole time. So I don't think that that's what it was at all. It felt really weird that she was so against going to a gay club for me. And overall, I think her reaction to even finding out about Brendan and Bob was dramatic and she didn't handle that well. (laughs) I'll say this much about her. I don't feel like she was homophobic. I think that she didn't like the idea that this one particular guy was gay. And I can understand that because if someone sleeps with you and you have feelings for them and then you find out that they basically used you for a beard Mm. so that no one would know that they wanted a dick, I would feel very upset about that. I can understand that. It wasn't the most mature reaction. It would have been nicer had she been more supportive of him. Mm. But I can't blame her in that moment for instead of going, oh, well, I'm going to be generous and think about you. It's like, so you fucking used me. like. You fucked me and you used me. And sex seems like something that's important to her. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't seem that she's particularly promiscuous. Mm. So, I my confusion was having to do with that um, was if Brendan actually was gay or if he was bi because he had been with multiple women and right, I believe in college there were yeah. Like, they all just thought he was straight. So he must have been with multiple women, not just Sarah. So I don't know. I don't know if it was a faking it thing. I'm not really sure if that would have worked for him, like, constantly just faking it with a bunch of women, you know? But um, I think it was more that she took it. And I get, like, your feelings being hurt. But I feel like she took it as a, this was supposed to be the person I ended up with. And if I can't have this person, I'm never going to have anybody. And it was very out of character, as far as like, kind of a childish reaction to it, you know, like she made it seem like she was 50 years old, and she was never going to find anybody, just because this one boy from college didn't want her gay or not like didn't matter if he didn't want her it was like her life was over I didn't get the feeling that she was like in love with him I think she just wanted him because it felt convenient and because of their past and yet she was like so dramatic about it but I think that's the point of the movie everybody kind of is dramatic in one way or another well and I think they all just wanted each other because of their past Bob didn't know shit about Brendan today he didn't know he was a teacher he didn't know where he lived Yep. He didn't know anything about him. And yep. Brendan didn't know anything about Bob. Mm-hmm. So they're not in love with the person they are today. They're in love with the memory of who they were in high school. And I don't... I, I mean, I'm skipping ahead here. But they had their happily ever after. And they were like, the end? No, the beginning. And it's like, yeah, the beginning of the next end. Because you two people are very different people. And yeah. you didn't get to know each other at all. Yeah. Um, are you talking about the very end where they just get on the whatever it is, the train or whatever? Yes. And they're like, oh, we're going to be together forever, basically, is what they're trying to sell. And yeah, I, I don't I didn't buy their relationship when they were adults. I liked it when they were friends in college. And Bob, well, they both clearly had crushes on one another, but I didn't believe it of them as adults at all. Not for a second. They get on the train together in the end, and it's great, you know, until Bob really has to go back to his writing job. Yeah. 
or until Brendan really has to go back to school and be a teacher and they have a long distance relationship and they don't move in together and yeah that wouldn't have worked (laughs) it was yeah it was um living out the dreams of college life we didn't get to so now we're going to and being adults uh, changes everything I guess I mean I guess you're an adult in college but you know what I mean (laughs) a real life adult um okay I want to talk about Carol and Matt because I have very many things to say. No, I don't. But I have a couple of things to say. I loved Carol in every single scene without Matt. (laughs) I loved her in every scene with or without Matt. She was my absolute favorite. She was pissy the entire time. (laughs) Yeah. The entire idea of her wedding seemed to just annoy the living shit out of her. And see, I'm trying to, okay, I'm going to talk about them separately before I talk about them together, because it's, like, multiple things. But yeah, I liked her as a character. I really did. I thought it was great that she was just like, ugh, I hate everything pretty much constantly. It was wonderful. Um, And I think the only time, or times, because I think there were multiple of them, that I liked Matt throughout the entire movie were when he was talking to Sterling because they had very, very similar ideas of what a wedding should be like, what a relationship should be like and how things should be a certain level of romantic and all of that shit. Like they sat there and talked about the decorations or like the bows on the pews of Matt and um, Carol's wedding and Sterling loved it, whereas Carol was like, what the fuck is this? Why are there fucking pink bows right now? Are you kidding me? And I would have believed Matt and Sterling as a relationship more than I believed or liked Matt and Carol together. Well, I loved Matt and Carol together, but I did think that Sterling and Matt had better chemistry together than anyone would have expected based on these characters having been supposed to have just met They had very deep talks. They did. I just... I didn't like Matt ever, except when he was talking to Sterling. And when, like, I think from the very beginning when we see the mother, uh, Carol's mother, like, controlling the wedding and everything, I honestly, for a second, had a moment where I was just like, are they having an affair? Like, are Matt and Carol's mother... Do they have feelings for one another? Which I know sounds crazy, but it just felt like there was so much more there than I ever saw even for half a second between Carol and Matt. Even when they were supposed to be like, oh, that's right, I love you, and that's why I'm doing this. Even if, like, she had that moment where um, Brendan read um, the quote from, I can't remember what book it was now, but during, when he was giving a speech or whatever. And um, um. I, Carol had the moment where she was just like, that's right, I do love you, and even though this wedding is shit and I hate it and I don't want to be part of it, I love you and I remember that like you're the reason why I'm doing this, you know? But I didn't believe it. I was like, no, you are so unhappy. It was their wedding night and they didn't even want to be near each other. It was their wedding night and she was like, no, please, friends, please stay here, please. I'm not, I don't need to have sex with my husband. Please just stay here and make it so that I don't have to do anything with just my husband. Like, I just, I hated them together. (laughs) And I like, like, I loved Carol outside of Matt and I didn't like Matt anytime it was him without Sterling. I kind of understood both sides of their fight, and I thought it was a kind of interesting thing that they were fighting constantly, but neither of them was really all the way wrong or all the way right. Mm -hmm. The most chemistry that I saw for them was in college. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I agree. You're right. When they're making out the bed, Uh and she's yelling at the other ones through the wall, and he, like, flips his glasses off. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I saw it there, and then... They got so old and so tired. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was, I don't want to spend my wedding night with you. But it was more like, we've been fighting for six days. I just want to have fun. But yeah. also, the wedding night isn't as special if you're not waiting for marriage. Like if you've been <laughs> fucking for six and a half years, mm-hmm. 
there's no special reason that you have to fuck that day. I agree. I just think it was, I think their relationship was another one of those things like everybody else who like saw each other again and were like, oh, let's do what we did in college or let's do what we didn't get to do in college or whatever. I felt like they just held on to it from college and they were like, they were kind of like living in the past through their whole, whole relationship. Of course, we don't see their whole relationship. It's a long relationship they had, but I don't know. I just didn't like it was like they both were I don't think either of them were wrong either, but it felt like they were both forcing themselves to be here with each other. And I didn't see any love between them. I saw love between them, but I also think that they had a very strong lack of compromise. Like he yeah. wouldn't let her wear the wedding dress that she wanted to wear that she made for herself. I hated that and so much about that him. was important to her. Oh my God. And yeah. Obviously, spending the wedding night together was important to him, and she just blew past that like she didn't care. And you see very little of them going, I know this thing is important to you, so I'm going to give it up and let you have what I know will make you happy. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not the thing that I want or the thing that I want to do right now. Yeah, I wanted Carol to stand up to her mother and to Matt because she wanted to do her own own hair and she wanted to wear her own dress that she made for herself. And they were both the biggest bitches about it. And I'm like, dude, she clearly is just marrying you because you love marriage and you so badly want to get married. She doesn't give a shit about getting married, clearly, the entire time. All she wanted was to do her own hair and wear her own dress. That's it. And neither of them fucking let her have it. And I was like, oh, I would have walked the fuck out of that wedding. I wouldn't have even gone through with it in the first place. But, like, why? Why would you sit there in a shit dress, like, and go through with what they dreamt of for a wedding? You know? What about you? (laughs) What what, what, about In the end, it wasn't even like, oh, I'm really excited to do this. I remembered I'm marrying the love of my life. It's like, oh, well, Matt's great, you know, comparably to what you yeah. on your whole mess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, my, my message to anyone listening is don't just marry somebody because it's better than what other people have in their shit lives. Like, no, that's not a good enough reason to get married. But then again, what the fuck do I know? It's not like I'm married, but... My point is, like, you shouldn't force yourself to be with somebody. And I felt like they both did that. The same way I felt like Bob and uh, Sterling were doing that. They had been together for, I mean, it wasn't like it was six years or whatever. I don't even remember how long it was. But I don't believe, I think Sterling loved Bob. I don't know that he was necessarily, like, in love with him. It was just more like, well, we've been together this whole time and I do care about you. So let's just get married, you know. Um, I don't believe Bob loved him. It's a very old-fashioned thing to propose to someone when you don't live together. Yeah. It was also, like, the timing of it. Sterling is such a selfish little bitch. Like, he's just, it's so awful because it's like, oh, but what about me? What about what I want? I know it's your friend's wedding, but I want to get married, too, and maybe we should just do it. I'm like, here, now, what the hell? It's the thing of, like, oh, but my friend's pregnant it's like good for her that's her relationship and her life yeah yep they clearly were not there and bob was only doing it a to please sterling and b to be like no see i'm over brendan i don't care about brendan at all why i wouldn't think about him for a second he wasn't doing it to please sterling he didn't give a crap what sterling wanted he only did it because he found out brendan was going to show up and he wanted to be able to be like nope this is i'm solid in this see i'm happy yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I uh I feel like at a certain point throughout the entire movie, I disliked every single one of them. Even if it was just like I kind of just don't like you right now, you know? Um there was Even not Eric. a except Eric. <laughs> I, mean, I knew you loved Eric so much. I adore him. I think my descri- yeah, my description that I wrote down of him was that he is the sweetest little dizzy fuck boy in the entire world. <laughs> yeah. I, I love him. He, there was nothing like he was so great to everyone. Like he hated. What did Celia call him? 
some Pookie Bear. Yeah, he hated that. He hated the whole, like, meditation shit that she was trying to do. But he was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. It's fine. I'm going to do it. Um, He hated that uh, Beth was, like, although that was a misunderstanding. Beth didn't give a shit that he was smoking weed. But um, she thought he was with another woman (laughs) because... Sarah knows basically nothing about anything, I feel like. Um, so he, she thought he, w- he went off to be with somebody named Mary Jane. And uh, so she was mad at him for that. And Eric was like, oh, yeah, he, he, she got all pissy at me because I was smoking. And I just wanted to get laid. And I'm like, yeah, but you still loved every single one of these people. And like, I felt like he would do anything for any of them. Okay, seriously, though, Eric's shiny white, like, peavey. <laughs> pants like the skinny <laughs> pants are the gayest thing that happened in this whole movie I agree yeah like those were some drag queen <laughs> pants <laughs> he's so cute though <laughs> I loved the way that Eric and Brendan's friendship was because they're both like giggly little losers yeah and when they're talking about how on the way to the club, they're like, oh, Sarah's gay bashing, and they just giggle at each yeah. other. <laughs> and they do a great job of showing that those two really did stay friends after college, whereas some of the rest of them didn't. Yeah. They have that easiness where it's clear that those two never lost touch. Yeah. And I thought that was great, too, because I feel like Brendan needed that, too, to have somebody to lean on, because Bob had... um uh carol and beth giving him advice and like being there for him and stuff like that um and i feel like brendan's only person there was pretty much eric and then the aunt i think it was um matt's aunt the older lady yes she um she was wonderful i really loved her i think i want to grow up to be here someday Uh, (laughs) she was a delightful woman but very loud yes that's who I want to be when I grow up. Doesn't that sound like me? Delightful, old, and loud. I could have done with like 20% less of her. You, <laughs> all of you, but 20% oh. less of her. Wait, 20, you mean all of me, less of me, or all of me you're good with? I can't tell if that oh, was I love you so compliment. Much. Ew, gross. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> I also, uh, I don't want to go without mentioning that I really loved Celia and I think the actress, I can't remember her name right now, but I think she did such a good job with that role. I think she was Luna Velez, uh, the actress who plays Carol's little sister. Yeah, she was, it was perfectly done. There was nothing I would change about her. She was so annoying, but so cute. And I just loved her. Well, I think it's perfectly that like, I don't believe she's 18. She comes off as 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah. She's like Tantra and raves and scene girl. (laughs) And it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Yep. It was great, though. There's also there's also this like ditzy drunk blonde at the beginning when they were in college. The one that Brendan is like, oh, she's going to sleep on our couch because she's really drunk, blah, blah, blah. And she gets all excited when they're like wrestling each other. And she like jumps up and down screaming, yay. And she spills her beer everywhere. And I don't know why that stuck with me the whole way. And I love her. Whoever that adorable little blonde is, I love her. (laughs) I don't know who she is, but I'm sure she'd be happy to hear that. Yeah. I'm sure. Of course, you know, the actress is listening to this. She's going to be like, wow, she remembers me. (laughs) Um, I already mentioned my favorite character, but I am going to say I have two. Who's your favorite character, though? My favorite is uh, Carol, probably. Specifically for this scene, while she's in the wedding and they're reading, I think it was either first or second Corinthians, and she's sitting there mocking the reading (laughs) yeah just openly hostile and -hmm. without saying anything it just the comedy of that scene where she says they do this at every goddamn wedding and then matt looks at the priest like oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah she had some great scenes i think just overall there's also the part in um college i think yeah it was in college um which whichever holiday it is it might be christmas i believe because i believe the decoration is a christmas tree on the wall that beth put up and they're staring at it and she very clearly hates it 
so much and then she's just like yeah no it's great except I don't think she even meant for it to be like no I want you to believe that I love it because I love you Beth could probably tell that she hated it (laughs) oh yeah yeah um but yeah and I love Eric but I don't think I'm gonna count him as my favorite only because he's the best thing in the entire world so what I love about Eric is he is the ditziest little fuckboy in the world uh-huh. But he's also like everybody's rock all the time. Yeah. He calmed Brendan down so that he would actually come, even though he didn't believe it would go well. And he got Valium for Sarah. And he drove <laughs> both of them home when Beth lost her car keys. And he drove Brendan down. Yeah. And it's just like, how is he the responsible one? <laughs> he looks like he'd lose his dick if he set it down somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But see, the best one, and that's why I cannot say that he's my favorite, because um, my favorite is Beth. I don't know if it's because I somewhat, in some strange way, relate to her, Um, but it was, what I really loved was, here she is with this guy that she wants, and she's just like, no, that's fine, he's off doing whatever, he doesn't owe me anything, but she's clearly still jealous, and then so she's just like, hey, camera boy, I'm gonna fuck you, I'm not gonna remember your name, I don't give a shit what your name is, but there's even that moment where they're sitting on the couch where uh, Eric and Celia go off to her room, and then she just, and it's her suggestion, like, why don't you two get a room? And then it just, like, blows up in her face. And then she turns to the cameraman guy and is just like, hi. I'm like, oh, you are so pissed off right now. But she never stops being fun. She never is the person who's like, well, there goes the guy that I love and that I want to be with. And I'm going to be sitting here and pouting now and being so upset over it. She's like, okay, well, he's off fucking someone. I guess I'm just going to have a good time without him here. And I love that about her. She's very dramatic, but in a believable way, where it never goes super dramatic. It's just kind of, like, goofy fun. And mm-hmm. she does have some of the best lines in the movie. Yeah. I mean, when she calls Eric a himbo. Yep. <laughs> and Bob's like, well, what is... She's like, that's a male slut. It's like, what does that make you? Not a male slut. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because she... I own it. Yeah, I think she was my favorite thing to happen throughout the movie every time they would show her with anybody else it was it it was just great (laughs) she was awesome yeah she had i think the most chemistry with the most other characters yeah because she had good chemistry with sarah and bob Mm -hmm. and eric and even brendan in the few times it was shown Mm -hmm. oh who was it oh no that one sarah when uh the girls come into the room first of all eric's whole because i think sarah says something like oh well don't you look handsome or whatever and eric's little like sweet talking thing of like oh but not as beautiful as you two young ladies or something like that while he stares openly at beth's crotch (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah um and yeah and the whole like eric's not wearing any clothes Brendan, I'm not wearing any clothes. I love that. It it was so great. <laughs> I just I believed every time there were they were friends, any of them, and just like giving each other shit in that way. It was really well done. So like I think the actors all just did a good job with maybe they were they became friends of filming or something because it just was all very, very believable. Well, the only, like, relationship setup that I actually really got behind was Sterling and the cute waiter. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and I couldn't tell if it was like, oh, I really like you, or like, ooh, actual flattery, I enjoy this. <laughs> well, but it's just like, yeah, go for it, cute waiter. Get yourself a name in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, and... I I feel like that's the kind of person Sterling needs, not someone who's like, no, don't sign autographs. I hate when you do that. And I hate that you're a celebrity because I feel like Bob hated that he was a celebrity so much constantly. Like he is, though, and you knew that and you write for the show that he's on. So it's not like you're in a completely different world from that. Um, But then Sterling sees this waiter guy who's just not even like. I don't even feel like it was, oh my gosh, I'm your biggest fan. I can't believe it's you. It was more just like, 
I really like you. You're hot and you're here and I'm not going to be scared off. And like, I'm actually going to have a conversation with you. And it clearly made him feel so good. Well, I think the interesting thing about Sterling is that he's kind of the opposite side of what Rex Manning would have been if he were nicer. Because like (laughs) Rex Manning was so cocky and such a jackass. And I loved him. But he was really insecure about his age and he constantly needed to be complimented. And I think Sterling always needs the compliments too. But instead of being cocky and an asshole, he's just like, I'm going to lie about my age and I'm going to change my name because it's going to sound more studly and tell me you love me. (laughs) Tell me you love me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they both go home, tease their hair and put on face masks. I agree. I like that. Um, Ed Kanan, I have I have that here now. It's never leaving. Um, you talked about the scene, and so I'm going to go back to it. I think you did. Actually, I, I don't I remember do. if it's the scene. Ha ha. Um, I think I don't, since you brought it up. No. Okay, so the scene where they're standing outside of the hotel room, and uh, Sarah and Beth are, and then Celia and Eric come out, and uh. Beth is talking, or no, Sarah brings up, oh, she doesn't know where, she she lost her car keys, I think is what she says. And my favorite line ever, and the moment that I was like, yes, I am Beth, was her reaction, which was, I didn't lose them, I simply can't find them. And I feel like that's me in my entire life, with everything. It is. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, I just can't find it right now. It's fine. <laughs> and it was no. a great reaction. My favorite line was between Beth and Sarah, too. Oh, interesting. They're walking out of the hotel room on the uh, honeymoon night, and Beth yells at them, do everything I would do, and Sarah goes, she's married, she can't sleep around. (laughs) Nice. And the great thing about that is it didn't feel like she was actually trashing her for being slutty. No. It just felt like that's their friendship. Mm -hmm. Like, Sarah makes fun of Beth for being slutty and Beth makes fun of Sarah for being a Republican. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy that they had all of those different characters and that none of them were like the bad guy. No. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I feel like we don't get to see Bob's opinions about any of them because the entire time he's like completely obsessed with Brendan. But I feel like he would probably not be a great friend to any of them. Because even at Carol's wedding, it's not about Carol. It's about him and Brendan. It's about him and Sterling. It's just, I feel like he's always about himself. Well, even when Carol is freaking out about the wedding, he's supposed to go in and calm her down. And he doesn't even slightly try. No. It's always just about, oh, I'm kind of engaged. and. Brendan kinda and Sterling kinda. It's like it's Carol's wedding. Put yourself away. Put yep. yourself in a little box and open that little box tomorrow because it's her wedding and you're her friend. Yeah. Hell, he could have opened that box right after the like actual marriage itself. Like you could have done that. You could have brought all of that up just after the I do's. That's it. That's all you had to wait until. <laughs> yeah. But nothing was ever allowed to be about anyone else. He wouldn't help. Everybody else helped somebody else get what they needed or wanted. Mm. Like Even at the end when Eric and Beth are like, Sarah, no, go talk to the hot Republican. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I believed that, too. I thought that was cute. I, was, I didn't really like Sarah through the whole movie, but I was really glad that she got to get one for herself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They wrapped everybody up all neat, and I love that she was just sitting there with all of her freckles and her bitchy face. Like, no, I don't want to do it. They're like, nope, you're going to do it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the end, I think the end was, I know we already talked about it a little, but it was the worst part of the movie for me. Because I really did like Brendan. I don't think he was the best person because, dude, you just had an affair with this guy who's engaged to be married. Um, But 
it wasn't coming from like a, I hate Sterling and I'm doing this because of him kind of place. It was like, no, I finally got the nerve to do this. And so I'm going to go through with it, even though I still don't agree with it. <laughs> but he did. Um, and I didn't want him to end up with Bob. I think he deserved better than that. Because I feel like we see him struggling still with his sexuality. Every time somebody try, a guy tries to hit on him, you can see that. it's He's not used to it. He's still working through everything. But he, like, puts his heart online for Bob. And he was so sweet. I just wanted him to get better. I wanted him to just get, just leave with Eric and Sarah and Beth at the end without having anybody, you know? That would have been better. I would have liked to have seen Sarah and Brendan reconcile non-romantically where it's just like, hey, dude, sorry. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry, too. Yeah. But it didn't happen. And I guess it didn't really need to. But yeah, I feel like Bob for Brendan was a thing he would have had to do because Mm -hmm. it would have always in his mind been blown up as like the one who got away the person who might have been the person. Yeah. And it might fail in two weeks, but at least then he won't have to sit there thinking, oh, well, maybe Bob was the one and I never gave it a chance. Now he knows. Well, no, Bob isn't the one, obviously, because mm-hmm. we tried it. and He wasn't the one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might be together forever. Who knows? But no, more no, realistically, no. <laughs> especially with where Brendan is in his sexuality and the fact that they started on such a tumultuous area of you were engaged and we cheated and yeah you probably had slept with another guy like the day before and all that yeah I feel like this has it has an expiration date but it's also something that he couldn't have gone forward Brendan couldn't have in his sexuality without knowing for sure yeah I agree I think also for the movie it needed to happen because it was being built up so much through the whole thing that there had to be something between them in the end where more than just them fucking um, for it to, I think, to give the audience closure because I'm sure there were some people who watched it and were like, yay. Um, But I would have preferred there to have been closure at the end where they were talking at the train station and instead of actually ending up on the train together, I wish it could have been just poor little adorable Brendan's face crying because I lost the person that I thought I loved and okay or loved whatever um and for them to have gone their separate ways and I would have actually really respected Bob in the end if they showed us Bob on a train without any man realizing that no I shouldn't be with Sterling because clearly I do not love him and I do not want to marry him and also I shouldn't be with Brendan because I know that's not a healthy thing to put myself in because none of that was okay (laughs) well and all of that is true but on the flip side I do not want to watch a rom-com where everybody leaves in opposite directions crying I do I like sad endings just be yeah. alone, motherfuckers. Just be alone. It's okay. It's all That's right. Drama. <laughs> okay, like, they when did I watch have my rom coms. No. I want to watch people skipping off into the sunset, staring at each other. Well, I don't think Bob had to be crying. In fact, I would have wanted it to end on Bob. Like the last we see of Brendan is what we see of Brendan before they get on the train. Um, the last we see of Sterling is the last we see of him when he does he. He's still in the uh, train station, right? Where he, where like all these people recognized him or it's right out of the train station, whatever it was. That could have stayed the same. And then Bob could have been on the train by himself and he could have smiled because like, you know what? I did the right thing. I chose me. But that wouldn't have happened because that was not Bob. <laughs> well, I feel like they always do that. And this is going off on a tangent in especially series type of mm-hmm. uh, rom-com dramedy type things. Mm-hmm. Where someone will say, I need to find out who I am away from men right. for three minutes and then there's another one. Right, and it would have been great if it was just the end of the movie instead. It would have. But then, you know, I'm dreaming. Not of a white Christmas. <laughs> um, What rating did you give it? I'm curious. I'm well, really curious if I how I rated it based... Because this was your movie. 
<laughs> it was my movie. And first, I'm going to say what the Rotten Tomatoes ratings were. Oh, that's right. What were those? Yeah, because you cut me off. <laughs> of course I did. It's what I do. <laughs> um, the critics gave it, the, the audience on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 66%. Hmm. Not enough critics rated it for Rotten Tomatoes to even score. So, <laughs> you know, it's oh. a deep cut. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that's ever going to happen with another movie that we talk about. Probably not. (laughs) I gave it an 83 because I loved the characters. They had great chemistry together. The soundtrack. I love the partridges and I love voice of the beehive. And that's pretty much all of it. Uh There were a lot of good lines, but I generally cared more about the side stories than I cared about Bob and Brendan's story. Yeah. And that's a hard thing for a story about Bob and Brendan to overcome. Like, if I care more about what Beth and Eric are doing, it's yeah. not the greatest of rom What yeah. did you <laughs> I gave it a 63. So I'm not much less than the audience did on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I think basically for me it was... And I did go back and rewatch everything that had Eric in it. And I think just him alone brought the rating up so high. I mean, not that it is that high, but um, it. I think my rating would have been way lower if it weren't for him and just everything about that character. But also they did have a couple of really great side characters. They did have good lines. Um, I didn't care as much about the soundtrack as you did, cause, probably because I don't know who these people are um but I mean I didn't hate it I could sit through the whole thing again I probably won't choose to myself so and yeah the there was a lot of annoying shit with Bob especially plus I know yeah neither of the nine uh, none of the couples I should say made me want to come back and like see them again and I'm, I'm saying like couples as in Matt and um what is her name? Carol, <laughs> Bob and Brendan, or Bob and Sterling. I didn't care about any of those couples enough. Well, thank you for watching it with me. You're welcome. Oh. The things I do for you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's interesting, though, that my rating was really close to the audience. I feel a little better. I thought I was being really harsh on it. Well, next time, I'm going to be watching one for you. Yay. Because we're going to be doing your choice, First Wives Club, from Ooh. 1996, starring Goldie Hawn. And I am super excited to see all of the shit you have to say about that. <laughs> but until then, follow us on Instagram, Millennials at the Movies, Twitter, Millennials ATM, and my personal Twitter is Ami, that's A-M-I underscore movies. And mine is Cantaloupe underscore eyes, like the fruit. See you guys next time.